Hey friends, welcome to the Life with Chris and Tatum podcast, where each week we'll talk about practical and relevant topics to help you live a life of freedom and purpose. Thanks for joining us today. For more information, please visit lifefellowship.tv. And now let's tune in with Chris and Tatum. Hey, this is Life with Chris and Tatum. Thank you guys for joining us today. If you're new with us, every single Wednesday we release a new podcast. And so we would love to just invite you to hit subscribe wherever you're listening. And if you haven't yet, leave us a review or um, rate our podcast. A great review. Please. It means so much to us um, that you would do that. And thanks to all of you who um, share this with your friends or your family. We see lots of fun posts online, social media. Um, Tag us in that so that we can uh, see what you're posting. But just thank you for allowing us to be a part of your, your group, your family, your friends. It's an honor. We're excited to continue. Um, we're picking up where we left off last week and continuing this. This has topic. been so much fun. It In has fact, been. <clears throat> we've had so many great responses from last week's uh, podcast, and today uh, we're going to pick up on. We've been talking about something that God did in me this last uh, couple weeks of uh, this this whole idea of running to the roar, and it all was inspired out of the life of. Peter, a guy that was, he seems to f- fail all the time. He's it, sometimes he's got the uh, the foot in mouth disease, and he's <laughs> popping off when he shouldn't pop off, and he's jumping out of boats and water walking and then sinking. And he's the guy that uh, you know he, he's he's following close to the Lord, and then then he's a not. A few years later, he's not. Yeah, he re- he reminds of us of us, right? The humanness within all of us that we can see ourselves in. Man, he's so passionate about the Lord. He wants to do everything that God is asking him to do. And then somehow he finds himself like disappointing God or himself letting him down. And then we can relate. I I, I say it like this, that Peter had such great moments followed by such deep defeats. And so he had this willing heart, but he had a, his flesh was weak. And it, and so he just really inspires me. And so here's a guy that knows everything about attacking and being attacked by his spiritual enemy, the devil. And I want you to read this, uh, this verse here, honey, and then we're going to start unpacking some of the thoughts of how do we do this. It's uh, in, in first Peter, check it out. Read, read that for me. Honey. It says, be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour, resist him, stand firm in the faith because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kinds of suffering. So now if you weren't here with us last week, I'll just recap really quickly. What we discovered is this, that in the actual animal kingdom, it's the oldest lion, the one that their teeth are kind of uh, maybe rotted out a little bit. They're not quick anymore. They're not the toughest. Uh, they're the ones that actually sit in the long grass, and when an impala or a deer comes close to them, mm-hmm. they're the ones that roar and make all this racket and causes this deer to take off in terror, running into a trap because all the young, able lions yeah, uh, are waiting for it, them. Yeah. And he doesn't even realize that he's running to his death. And so the armor of God that the Lord has given and provided for us, it's actually all about being offensive. Mm-hmm. It all protects the front. Yeah. It doesn't protect the back. 
So when you turn and run from that roar, that's when you're defeated. Yeah. Yep. That's when you're defeated. And that's when so many people are defeated. And what we discovered is that when you actually stand your ground and resist those lies, because he's he's a liar, that's all he knows how to speak, you're actually going to stand firm. You're going to defeat him as you resist. And the Bible says when you resist him, he's the one that's going to take off running. Yeah. Because you have no idea who's the one that lives on the inside of you. The authority of God. Greater is he that's in us than he that is in the world. So when he roars and you keep going, sorry, bub, I'm still going this direction. This is what God Almighty has called me to do. He's the one that takes off running. Amen. But the minute that you tuck tail and run, that's when you're defeated. And so So we discovered that last week uh, with David's mightiest man, one of his mighty warriors. Ben. We ben. like to call him Ben because he has a weird name. But we, Ben-ahai. 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 <laughs> make, make a lick a high, make a high, high, <laughs> Why did we both think of that? Ben-ahai. Make Maybe a lick a high. Too long. I don't know. But. Ben, Ben-ahai. Yeah. Ben. Ben-ahai. That but sounds anyways. like a tumor. <laughs> Well, he took on these two mightiest warriors at the same time. And then right after that, he goes into a pit with a lion on a snowy day, takes him down. Yeah, kills the lion. And it just shows us that one battle prepares him for the next battle. Yep. Prepares him for the next battle. And that's, you've got to take on one battle so you can know how to do. So strengthens you, actually. I hope that this uh, relates to everybody in in whatever world you're a part of, but in the ministry world. This is where I live. You know, they say that the average pastor is in a place for like 24 months or uh, three years. Are you serious? Uh-huh. Yeah. So now watch this. When when there's a pastor that's been involved in ministry for 21 years, and they've been at a place for three years, three years, three years, three years, three years, over the course, they they don't have 21 years of experience. They have three years. Because mm-hmm. they just keep repeating the same thing again and again and again. In other words, if you don't face the new challenges, yeah, and the new battles, yep, you're going to keep on reliving the same thing again and again. God's never going to take you to you know to high school, grad school, uh, your doctorate until you can first of all pass elementary. It's true, junior high. And That's good. there's some people that they're just they don't ever fight the fight. They keep running. And you're never going to grow. You're never going to mature. You're going to never going to take on new levels and see God elevate your life and live a life that uh, that you're really meant to live with some longevity in facing challenge after challenge and seeing victory after victory. Oh, sorry. Um, yeah. I just kicked Chris under the table, which is why I said sorry. <laughs> I realized it didn't make sense as I'm talking. I kicked you. Um, anyway. So the question today, though, we're going to pick up where we left off last week that I have, have people ask me is, okay, uh, I try to battle the enemy, but I lose every time. So let me give you some ideas here. So may, maybe you have a terrible time with your thought life. So, you know. Guys, maybe you're driving down the street, worshiping the Lord, and all of a sudden there's this pretty little girl that gets out of her car and starts walking down the street, and your mind starts straying. And you're thinking, where in the world did those thoughts come from? Were you ready for this? Those are actually fiery darts shot in your direction from hell itself. 
in an attempt by your spiritual enemy to discourage, depress, and defeat you. Or, or maybe when you, uh, maybe for you, uh, you get around some friends and you have a hard time not getting caught up in gossip. Mm-hmm. And it just seems like it just overtakes you. You don't have any control. And now you're spilling the beans about all kinds of different things. And simply telling people to not think about lust or gossip is, uh, the, the way I say it, honey, is it, it's about as effective as telling somebody not to think about a pink elephant. Mm-hmm. So the harder you try <laughs> to not think about something, the more that you will. So telling people to put depression, gossip, lust, or whatever else they struggle with out of their mind, it's it only is going to cause your life to, to have more frustration because it can't be done. So the question of the day is, what do we do? Well, if we follow Ben's model, who was David's mighty warrior, we're going to resist Satan by going into the pit itself and fighting him. So here's how. When you're driving down the road and your mind starts playing games with you, here's what you do. Go on the offense. Say to the enemy, um, I'm going to run right in your direction. I know he's roaring, but just run and say, hey, go ahead. Come on, dude. I Come on, dude. Fire that arrow at me as much as you want because I'm going to take that same arrow and turn it against you. I'm going to pray for 15 people who I know that are struggling with this same difficulty. Take that. And notice, here's what happens. The enemy begins to see that every time that he fires one of his arrows at you, inadvertently, it causes you to pray for others. And (laughs) since prayer binds Satan, he suddenly realizes that his plan is backfiring and the dude tucks tail and runs. That's good. How How about this one? Okay. Tell me. And this all stems out of this time that I had with the Lord the other other day that was just, again, you you remember, I mean, I, it, I was fired up. I was marching around the house, just, I'm ready to go on the offense. I heard you. Okay. <laughs> so here's another example, okay? Y'all pray for Tatum. She's got to live with me. I love you. I did hear you. I didn't mm-hmm. know you were, what you were doing or mm-hmm. what this message was coming out of this, but I knew it was good. I'm fired up. You were fired up. So think about this. Um, someone says, well, I'm, I'm so depressed. What do I do? Well, grab the weapon of the enemy and turn it against him. Mm-hmm. So go into the pit and say, you can depress me as much as you want, but every time you do, Satan, I'm going to stop doing what I'm doing. And by faith, I'm going to start giving thanks to God for all the good things that he's done for me. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to begin to worship him. And now, because Satan uses used to be the worship leader in heaven before beca- being demoted yes. into a snake in the dust, the sound of worship is like fingernails on a chalkboard in his ears, it's and awesome. the dude takes off yeah. fleeing. Yeah. Are you guys catching this? Whatever he throws at you, spin it back You turn it him. back on him, yeah. I just heard someone else talking about this, actually, too. It's reminding me. Do you remember that statement when you're um, like kids in elementary school that— um, it's like, I'm rubber and you're glue. Whatever you say bounces off me and sticks to you. No, I don't remember that, but I like You it. never said it? Uh-uh. It was like, I know Maybe you I are, was... but what am I? That kind of a no, thing. No, I did that one I'm rubber, time. you're glue. Whatever you say bounces off me, sticks to you. So it, it's like actually using that on the 
on the enemy, like taking whatever he's trying to make you feel um, conquered with or defeated by, you turn that around on. So if you battle with fear and you think, I can't do what God's asking me to do, I'm afraid, I'm not capable, I'm da-da-da, you turn that around on the enemy and say to him, you should be afraid, devil. Do you know? Do you know who lives on the inside of me? Do you know that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me? Watch out. Do you know what's coming in your future? He may try to remind you of your past, but you have destruction coming. You lose in the end. Like it's taking what you just said, what the enemy tries to make you feel defeated by, and you come, you counter, what's the word? Counter attack? Yes. Him with that line of thought. That reminds me of what you're saying. I'm rubber and you're glue. Whatever you say bounces off of me and sticks to you. (laughs) That's my elementary version of. Hey, that'd be a great, that's a great statement. Yeah. To tell the devil today. Tell him. No, I. He doesn't win. He doesn't have victory. If we don't give it to him, he doesn't have it. The Bible says that we are more than conquerors. Not just a conqueror. We're not just a conqueror. You're more than a conqueror. God yeah. lives on the inside of you. You you cannot help but win today. It's impossible to defeat somebody whose affections are in heaven. And just because you have the thought doesn't doesn't mean that you have to play it out. Doesn't mean that you have to dwell on it. Doesn't mean it has to stay there. So whatever the enemy may put in your mind or what you may put in your mind, just because you think a thought and you know this is not truth. It doesn't line up with God's word. This isn't what God wants for my life. You take that thought captive and you make it submit to the what is God's will for my life. So let me give you another example of this. So um, let's just say you're a person that says, I can't quit gossiping. Well, go on the offense and say, Say 10 good things about people yeah. that come to your, your mind yeah. in that conversation in, instead. And seeing that tempting you to tear people down only results in you building them up. Amen. Satan's going to run. Yep. It's, it, listen, it takes no effort to side with the enemy. It takes strength to fight against him. But when you run from him, now all of a sudden that gossip is going to backfire on you and it's going to be bad. Yeah. Um, that go on the offense. You run towards. If you just wallow in that depression, yeah, it's going to overwhelm you. Uh, if if you allow those thoughts just to dominate your life, it will take you to a place that you don't need to be. Resist him, and to resist the devil doesn't mean that you try to ignore the reality of the temptation. No, the temptation is there. It's sure, real. Sure. It just means that you take the very weapon that was fired against you. Turn it against Satan through intercession, worship, and praise. And if you do that, Satan's going to flee from you. He's going to leave you alone for a season. All right? Just know that he's coming back. And the thing about Satan is this. He's the one that will tell you, ah, nobody will ever find out about it. And then he's going to be the one that will expose expose you. you. (laughs) Yeah. He, He lies. Listen. I don't know what area of vulnerability that you, that you have in your life. I I don't know where the roaring lion, um, how he's yelling at you and the lies that he's spewing at you. I, but this I do know, that whatever your area of weakness, don't run from it. 
take the advice of Peter and take the offensive position. Resist, resist it. Yeah, resist it. If Peter was here today, he'd encourage you and he would tell you, run to the roar and watch that old toothless lion tuck tail and run. Amen, everybody? Amen. Amen. All right. Today, we have a fun mailbag question that has come in. Mailbag. <laughs> uh, so we've been dealing with like kind of an intense topic over these last two weeks. And so I thought that we would pick out a fun topic uh, from the mailbag question. I am always curious about what these questions are going to be because they're oftentimes like, Random, which makes it fun. It sure does. And thank you guys for sending these to us. If you would, uh, if you have more of these questions, you can yeah. send them to info at lifefellowship.tv. We love hearing from you. Yeah. So Here's send the them question. in. How did, how did the two of you guys meet? So I think what they're asking is like, tell us a little bit about like how the two of you guys met, maybe how you guys uh, got engaged us, and married and, oh, and all that. Our story. Do so, you guys want the truthful story? Because if you want the truth, you can talk to me. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> Chris always exaggerates a little bit here, if we're honest. So, do you want to start? <laughs> so I can correct it? Not just no, you can go ahead, honey. How did we meet? Chris and I met ooh, um, because... We met at church back in the 90s. Chris's family moved to Memphis, Tennessee, and his dad became the pastor of the church that my family attended. So his dad was my pastor. And I was probably in like middle school whenever your family moved there. I think I was about 12 years old. 12 or 13, yeah. And Chris is uh, five years older than me. So at the time, he... I must have been 13. You were 18. We didn't start dating then, okay? I was only 13. And he didn't know me, and I didn't know him. He, well, I took off to Bible college. Yeah, he was away at school. No, yeah, mom and dad moved there, and then I went off to Bible yeah. college. When I finished up Bible college— And you moved back to Tennessee. I back because I was— uh, I, I, want, I, I wanted to pay off uh, any kind of debt that I got uh, from school. So yeah, I was you came free. back to work. Yeah. And— that was, I guess, four years later. Yeah. I was a senior in high school. And uh, and Chris was, I don't know, early 20s. So that's how we initially met is I just knew he was my pastor's son, but I didn't really know him. And she knew that he was uh, a strapping, uh, good-looking. Yeah. <laughs> no, the, the, the truth is that... Um, when I came back from college, from Bible college, um, Tatum saw me, and she just would not leave me alone. Chris I'm like, girl, Lindbergh. come on. Seriously. People do not believe you. They know that's not true. Oh, they do. I'm like, man, I just give the brother a little bit of space. Chris. <laughs> Christopher Thomas. Okay. Before the Lord, he's not telling you the truth, but it is a fun story. I saw Tatum in church. Here's the honest to God truth. I saw Tatum in church and I would watch how she would worship the Lord. And I thought, she's beautiful. I love her heart for the Lord. 
I knew enough about you because I did a little bit of investigation. I found Ooh. out that you felt a call for ministry on yeah, you. I did. And that was that had that was a requirement of mine. In fact, I think it's really important if you're young and you're listening to this, you need to make sure that you find your calling first before you find your spouse. That's a good tip because they need to match. And it's a little too late if you pick somebody and then Especially those they that are don't going feel called. Ministry. Yeah. Like you can't find your spouse and then go, oh, I'm, I'm going to ministry. And then your spouse is like, well, I want nothing to do with full-time ministry. Yeah. So you got to find your calling first, then you find your spouse because your, your spouse will match up with that. That calling. That's true. So I knew I was called into ministry. Chris knew he, of course, was called into ministry. So I wrote you a letter. You did. So sweet. I wrote you a letter. He wrote me a letter. And I said, hey, maybe we go bowling sometime or something like that. I forgot letter. exactly what you no, said. No, I did. I remember writing something. It was some that. activity, of course, because Chris loves activities. Yeah. And I think I remember... I'm trying to remember if it was our very first date or the next one. We went and played putt putt golf and we played some Listen, we don't need to bring video that one games. Up. No, this was It's important days. that I share it. But, but you're going way too fast. People don't care about that much of the details, but I do have to tell you, I did win when we played putt putt golf and it drove Chris bonkers. If you know how competitive <laughs> my husband is, if anyone knows him, uh, he is a guy who like if someone beats him at anything he says again and then oh it's best of three oh it's best of five because he doesn't like to lose like that doesn't even begin even to the scratch the like, surface blakely would be like three, three. <laughs> playing Candyland, and she's crying because chris will not let her win and i'm all babe just she's three her brain doesn't fully develop for like she needs to 17 more years just let her on her own okay I get it. And we do that sometimes, but it would be night after night after night. <laughs> hey, when Tate so and I first, wait, now, we're already going somewhere else. But when we, you and I first got this married, <laughs> we first got married, I didn't, we had no money. We couldn't go out and do yeah. anything, but we had, somebody had given us a, a, deck, of a deck of cards for a certain game. I forget what it was. <laughs> <laughs> no one else might think this is funny, but I genuinely didn't actually understand your competitive nature fully we were even married <laughs> and i really still didn't grasp it until later in life after yeah. i don't know what but so we we play this card game like we must have played it like i we played 50 weeks. times we played like night after night i playing won cards 50 game. times in a row y'all i don't know if that number's accurate but it was a lot and i am pretty you're like going, wow, how do you keep I'm pretty winning? easy to get along with, and I don't really get my feathers ruffled too much. Just kind of like, ah, positive, fun, mm -hmm. whatever. And I'm kind of getting irritated because I'm like... <laughs> and I'm loving it. It's I'm actually so not possible fun. that one person can win. There like, is wow, something... I'm winning again. <laughs> tell them what happened, Chris. Oh, I had figured out a little way to cheat against Tatum. Mm. <laughs> and so I won. Cheater, cheater. Time. After time, he was cheating because. But then it was no longer about winning. I just love seeing your little reaction. Because I'm like, well, I'm so confused how you can keep doing this. It doesn't. I never imagined that you would be cheating. Because I thought, not I never my imagined husband. I could get away with it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyway, so we met and we got married. And we played games and then we had children and then we played games and Chris still <laughs> won. Trying to oh. beat our kids. He's competitive. Mm. But that's how we met at church. 
we got uh, married about a year and a half after we started dating. We dated for eight months. And then we were engaged. Well, we dated for about nine months. And then we were engaged for about eight months. Yeah. And then, and then we here we married. are. It's been 22, almost 22 years. 22. Yeah. Because Blakely's Crazy. almost 21. Yeah. That's These our story. Been 22 wonderful years. Yeah, they have. You know what's crazy to think about is that we're coming up on our silver anniversary. Ooh, what does that mean? 25 years. Yeah. That's what that means. Silver. That's... I think it's golden. No, that's your that's your 50th. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying. Anyway. That's how. There's a lot of that's kind life. Of how, that's a little lived. bit. We got into all kinds of tangents. We didn't even tell the actual full story. But it was fun and I enjoyed laughing with you. Yeah, that was fun. This has been fun. Thanks for listening, y'all. For joining us today. And we look forward to hanging out with you guys again next week. We sure do. Hey, we we really do. We pray for you. We pray God's best upon you. Hey, before we go, I want to just pray for every single person right now that you have been hearing the roar of the enemy. And there's a sense inside of you that I just need to run. And I'm just going to encourage you. Let's take it, turn it around on him, and let's take the uh, let's t- take the attack to him because you're going you you are going to win with the Lord's help. And so let me just pray for you before we go. Father in the name of Jesus. I pray for the person that is listening today. Whatever the situation is, whatever they're walking through, whatever roar of the enemy that they're hearing in their life. I just pray God that you would give them the strength of the spirit of God on the inside of them. Lord, that they would put on the armor of God, they would stand strong in the faith, and that 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 enemy, Satan himself, would not cause them to run in fear, but instead they would continue to march forward and they would experience the victory of God in their life. Lord, I just thank you, Lord, that defeat is coming to an end beginning today. And I thank you, Lord, that you're giving us new eyes to see with that you're giving us new new ground to take. And Lord, we're thankful that we get new opportunities to go to battle because it just means, Lord, that you've got greater things in store for us. So God, I just bless your people and I thank you for them in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. And amen. Run to the roar. Love you, everybody. Y'all have a great week. Bye-bye.